listen, listen to this man. He got some good news for you. Hey, everybody, gather near. The doctor's in the house, so lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. The doctor is in the house. Good day, everybody. This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, welcoming you with an attitude of gratitude. Because having an attitude of gratitude has many gifts because grateful people are happier, less depressed, less stressed, and more satisfied with their lives and social relationships. So as I keep telling everybody, during these times of fear, the real virus over these last couple of years has been fear. So we have to make happiness our lifestyle. And today we're going to just talk a little bit about a topic that we've talked about uh, over the past two years since this scam has been played upon us. And we have to ask ourselves, how do we want to live? How do we want our children and grandchildren to live? Okay, we, do we want them to have their lives guided by fear? It is a war. And we have a responsibility, a collective responsibility to get out of it. So let's really see are you the ceo of your own body do you take a booster shot because you know the side effects because you you know the good effects or just someone told you you should get a booster shot because there's a risk and if there's a risk there should be information explaining that to you if your doctor says i want to send you for this test is it for his convenience do you really need it some of the MRI tests that use a, a dye called gadolinium could ruin your kidneys. Do you really need that? Why am I taking this medication? Is there a natural alternative? Where are you getting your information? Are you getting it from the legacy media? So we have to always think of Paul Harvey and the rest of the story. And we have to use our logic and imagination to its fullest extent. Look at the border situation. Trillions of dollars of drugs are being transported into this country. Those drugs will ruin lives. They will kill numbers of people. And don't believe it or not, they are weapons of war. And as, as John Rappaport says, and no more fake news, if you physically survive the drugs, your minds are crazy. Drugs are taking down America. And my service buddies tell me that child trafficking is even a bigger business. But what's important about this, this, this topic? 
The importance is how people feel about it, what it represents to them. It's a feeling. And that feeling has some uh, interesting limits. How many families do you know in America that have taken in at least three immigrants to live with them permanently? Because much of this feeling is played on a stage by proxy and by on the internet. So we can support open borders on Twitter because we're not involved. It makes the activism easy because you're not involved. You don't make a commitment. And the sad part is it can make you blind to what is actually happening. We could be losing our rights and our constitutional amendments and our private property because we feel it's the right thing to do, but we do not know. We haven't taken the time to investigate it. So I want you to think. I want you to think about everything. I want you to think about this, this program, any other program you listen to. Because we're going down the rabbit hole. So look hard at everything. And we've talked about gaslighting. The other thing we haven't talked much about is confirmation bias. There's different kinds of biases, cognitive bias. But confirmation bias is every, we're all subject to this. We only see the evidence that confirms our beliefs. And you ignore information that contradicts your beliefs. When we should be reading everything, we should be listening to everything. In simple terms, confirmation bias is the tendency to seek out our, or interpret evidence in such a way that supports our own strongly held beliefs or our expectations. So if we continue with that, it means that given access to the same set of data and information, different people can come to wildly differing, differing conclusions. And that will make us ill-informed because we don't know both sides of the problem. And it can reinforce whatever stereotype we want. So seek out information, ladies and gentlemen, that both confirms and contradicts your presumptions about a topic. So it may mean turning into a TV station that you dislike because you know they always lie. But hear, hear, hear their side of it. And there's another one you should be aware of because the drug companies use, use this a lot. It's called sampling bias. They, they send out, uh, say, a, a questionnaire to 500 people. And the question is, do you like responding to surveys? So 99.8% of people say yes, and two-tenths of a 
of the people say no. So one way of interpreting that is we received 500 responses and found that people love responding to surveys. Had nothing to do with the question about whether you like them or not. Okay, because if it did, 99.8 to 0.2 would be the result. But no, they, they interpreted, it, interpreted it as we received 500 responses and found that people love responding to surveys. Sampling bias. It allows people to come to faulty conclusions based on inaccurate sample groups or data because of a poor study design and poor data collection. Which brings us to something else that, it, that the drug companies use for the so-called shot. They call it a vaccine. They had to change the definition of a vaccine to get this genetically modifiable chemotherapy into our bodies. They use relative risk reduction rather than absolute risk reduction. I'll have more to say on that, but just think if you have a thousand people in two groups, a thousand in each group, you give the one group a drug, you give the other group a placebo, which means it's sugar water. At the end of three months, you find that there have been one death, death in the drug group and two deaths in the placebo group relative risk reduction would interpret that, that there's been a 50% decrease in deaths. One versus two, right? Two is double one. But the absolute difference is one-tenth of a percent versus two-tenths of a percent, which is insignificant. But you will not hear much about absolute reduction. You'll hear the relative risk reduction because that's the one that brings in the big bucks. Now, currently, now that we have lots of numbers coming in, the long-term Lancet study just recently published shows vaccines, and I use, have to use that word in quotations, do not prevent death. And that was reported in the Lancet on, that follows up on participants in Moderna and Pfizer trials had no effect on overall mortality. Is that, but are you hearing anything about that? There were 74,000 trial participants. And there were 31 all-cause deaths among the vaccinated and 30 among the placebos. A just for her, just the right size for a magnificent meal. No artificial preservatives or color. Okay, how to mute that. Okay, so you get that. So there are 31 deaths and the vaccinated, and I use that word loosely, and 30 among the placebo. One, one person difference out of 74,000 trial participants. So in effect, there was no effect on overall mortality from the so-called vaccines. Now I could go on. There is to, there is something in this study. This was all done on healthy p- 
people. We don't know what would happen on sicker people. The study was not done on that. But do you, do you see, that's not what you're hearing. That's not what you're hearing. Dr. Merle Nass, she's an epidemiologist. She has reports on CDC data of 30 million adults in California and New York who are vaccinated, and she compared the hospitalization rates of vaccinated and no prior COVID illnesses with adults who are never vaccinated. She found that vaccinated Californians and New Yorkers were three times more likely to develop COVID than those who had prior or immunity or were unvaccinated. But are you hearing any of this? Okay, you need to do some research, ladies and gentlemen. You have to be the CEO of your own body. The government alphabet agencies are not disclosing clear safety and efficacy with these shots. And remember, you may have heard though, this I think did make one of the news channels, that an army flight surgeon testified in federal court that she was ordered by high level command not to discuss the controversy over Department of Defense data that indicated a massive spike in serious injuries and illnesses among military personnel when the vaccines were rolled out in 2021. And there are other safety signals out there. An analysis of the data from the CDC, which is a private company that makes their money selling vaccines and owns patents on vaccines. Analysis of their data by a former Wall Street executive and insurance industry expert showed an alarming rise in excess deaths among millennials over the past year since the rollout of the vaccine. Okay, so you're not hearing this from the legacy media. You're not hearing it at all, ladies and gentlemen. So you have to do some research. And now the FDA is authorizing for dose four and dose five without any input from his expert panel. They didn't get a chance to vote on it. And they authorized these shots based on data showing that Moderna shot was only 11% effective and caused side effects in 40% of the recipients. And the Pfizer shot was 30% effective and caused side effects in 80% of the people. Is your doctor telling you this? Well, I, t- I told you a couple weeks ago how much money doctors make out of giving shots. They're paid to every time they give a shot. I told you about hospitals were making an average of $100,000 per COVID patient that died on a ventilator. I told you that remdesivir was killing people. Now, some investigators, especially Dr. Brian Artis, thinks that there's snake venom in, in remdesivir. Snake venom. You know, when you get bit by a rattlesnake, you bleed to death, right? I, I don't know whether that's true or not, but it's being reported. And, and why, why don't we know that? Why don't we have a package insert on in these shots if they're so safe? 
why does the drug companies have complete no liability for anything that happens if these people get if any of us get get side effects from these shots if they're so so safe take the liability protection away they're going to be coming out with mrna shots for every disease known because there's no liability and billions of dollars to be made Dr. Gil Rejef Yoche, an infectious disease specialist at Sheba Medical Center in Tel Hassoner, Israel, has publicly stated that, quote, not a third dose, not a fourth dose, not a fifth dose will do anything to stop infections long term, unquote. Okay. You get no protection if you need a shot every three or four months. And we've talked about the spike protein, which is the real danger. It's not the virus, the spike protein, which is killing people. It's supposed, you know, when you get the, the, the virus, it comes in through your nose and mouth. Now they're injecting it into your muscle, bypassing those initial barriers that our body puts up in our nose and our mouth with mucus and and antibodies. So now it goes into the muscle. Now they're finding this spike protein, and this was done by the Pasteur Institute, a Salk Institute, I'm sorry, in Paris, is the real dangerous substance that's causing deaths. And it's getting into the brain, into the liver, into the kidneys. We are the largest human experiment in history. Remember they told you you get two shots and you'll have 95% effective and it'll keep you safe from infection. So just roll up your sleeves, ladies and gentlemen, come to the carnival and get your shot. And the pandemic will be over when everybody gets their shot. Remember phony Fauci? Well, before that first year was over, that effectiveness started to wane far more rapidly than anybody expected. And worse than the worst case scenario happened, the shot actually increased the infectivity of the Delta variant. And remember hospitals, they would tell you how many ICU beds were full. They were starting to fill up with vaccinated COVID patients, vaccinated COVID patients. Got to catch my breath here. So you see, you're not getting all the transparency that you should get so that you could be the CEO of your own body and make your own decisions. And then they say you can mix Moderna and uh, Pfizer. Despite that best of my knowledge, there is zero data on mixing these various shots. So in, in a little over a year, you went from two mRNA jabs that's supposed to cure you to a booster every four months, and you can still contact it and transmit it and get sick and die of COVID. 
So now it looks like maybe we'll need three shots a year. And you'll still get sick with COVID. Remember in August, the Princess Cruise Line, fully vaccinated cruise line, seven out of 10 got COVID. The Ruby Princess in March, despite 100% vaccination, plus proof of a negative COVID test, got COVID. So where's the science? Where's Dr. Science now? Pushing vaccines, that's all. You know, even Dr. Paul Offit and the people that know him call him Dr. Paul Prophet because he owns a patents on vaccines and he never met a vaccine that he didn't like. He's a children's hospital in Philadelphia. Legendary in liking vaccines. But even Dr. Offit expressed surprise and dismay at the FDA's decision to move forward without holding an open meeting to allow experts to comment on the data. He said, quote, it's just sort of fait accompli. So is this the way it works? We talk endlessly about how we follow the science. It doesn't seem to work out that way, unquote. Okay, so again, read, listen, and make up your own mind on what, what to do. Experts are saying we cannot boost our way out of this so-called pandemic. And regions that did not have a lot of jabs, they did pretty good. Africa is one of them. I don't have that particular number in front of me, but India in large provinces that use ivermectin did pretty good without the COVID genetic chemotherapy shot. And as noted by immunologists around the world, these shots are basically disseminating the immune function of those who take them. And what other option are you being given anymore? than to roll out a series of non-ending boosters. Top-offs, I guess you would call it. When this whole thing could have been ended early on by the use of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Okay, I'm, I just don't want to... You, you know how I feel about this. I mean, the data is here. I'm just reading the data. Okay. There is data that people are talking about. Scientific principles that show that mass immunizations must be halted immediately because there are side effects. So do you want to know the real percentages of, uh, according to JFK in, in his uh Children's Health Defense blog. The real percentages of prevention, Pfizer, 
0.00036, Moderna, 0.00125, Janssen, 0.03%. And a brilliant researcher, PhD, I think she's at MIT, Dr. Stephanie Seneff. She published a study in March showing that the COVID jab increases children's risk of dying from COVID infection. Children under 18 were 51 times more likely to die from the jab than they are to, if they got actual COVID. And then all the side effects, we've gone through that. But you, you know, you have to make up your own mind. Then there's an author, Naomi Wolf. She teamed up with health experts and attorneys. Remember, the uh, drug companies were going to take 30 or 40 or 50 years to release the documents that led the FDA to approve these jabs. Well, quote, it looks to me, this is an overstatement from what I've seen, that this was a clinical trial by August of 2021. Pfizer and FDA knew knew that the vaccines were not safe and effective, they weren't working, that the efficacy was waning, and that they were seriously dangerous, unquote. But they rolled it out anyway, she said. Okay. Please make up your own mind if you want to continue to get these shots. Please make up your own mind. Take a look at Israel, a high vaccination rate. But COVID deaths and excess mortality are the highest of the pandemic. So far in 2022, Israel COVID deaths and all-cause mortality deaths are the highest level of the pandemic despite a very high vaccination rate. Many adults have received a third and fourth dose. Excess deaths are already near double compared to 2021. You see what I'm doing, what I'm saying? According to a recent paper but that has not been peer reviewed, the survival rate for people between the ages of zero and 19 is 99.99.7%. 50 to 59, 99.73%. 60 to 69, 99.4%. For those above the age of 70, it is estimated to be 94.5%. And remember, the CDC reported last year that the real death rate was probably 6% of what they reported and that most of the deaths occurred in people that had three or four comorbidities. They were obese. They were diabetic. They had heart disease. They had cancer. They had immune, autoimmune disease. And there's still that question lingering out there. Is there snake venom in these vaccines? I don't know the answer to that, but there's some talk about that going on now. And as more of it is, uh, comes out, I'll talk, talk to you about it. There's a, um, 
a pathologist who's, who does an average of 4,000 autopsies a year and reviews autopsies. Dr. Uh, Coyle, I'm just trying to find his, re, he just has some cogent remarks also to, along the same line as I've been talking about. And one more thing before I go on to something to help you get rid of, <clears throat> prevent respiratory infections. COVID vaccine mandate for pilots violates federal law, puts passengers at, at risk, according to a citizens group, California-based advocates for citizen rights. This group cites multiple cases of pilots being injured or dying after this shot. Are you hearing about this? We know that they're dying. We we hear it from the authorities what I call the, the, the alternative to the legacy media. It's not making the news. Why? What is the reason why everybody is gaslighting us? How about all the athletes that are dying? Are you hearing that? Are you hearing about that? I have some numbers here. Just give me a second. It's it's staggering. Over 700. No, I guess I can't find it right now. More than 769 athletes have collapsed on the field during a game from March 2021 to March 2022. Why? How many athletes in your lifetime have you seen having a heart attack or chest pain and and going down during a game? The average age of athletes who suffered cardiac arrest in that group was average age, 23 years old. And a further report by Good Sciencing, a team of investigators, news editors, journalists, and truth seekers has detailed 890 cardiac arrests and other serious issues among athletes, including 579 deaths following the COVID jabs. How are we, how are we ignoring this? How come it's not on the news? And, and the other issues, beside heart issues, the Bell's palsies and the neuropathies and so forth. How come, you know, you don't, you don't hear it, right? You do not hear it. And one last thing before we go into respiratory health. 500,000 people dead from a headache pill. Well, that headache pill was Vioxx, and that company was Merck, and Merck, Glaxo, and Sanofi, according to J. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Uh, Their business model uh, allows for these felonies. And they have collectively paid $35 billion in penalties, damages, fines for falsifying science, for defrauding regulators, for lying to doctors, for killing hundreds of thousands of people. Vioxx, which was Merck's flagship product, killed between 120 and 500,000 Americans. Initially sold as a headache pill. And you, you know they must have made a lot more than their fine. 
right? That's, I'm sure the bean counters took that all into account. So do we really want to believe what these, these big pharmaceutical companies are telling us? Do we want to believe everything we see on television? Because television does not impart knowledge to us. It gives us, the viewer, the impression that who's ever talking knows something. But do they really? We are, we are independent of that, of that uh, television person. Just because he gives the impression of knowing something, he, he, has a, he, he makes you feel like he has a conviction and we don't, as the viewer, we don't want to uh, watch it in that, in that mood, like a movie. We don't want to get addicted to him because he's not imparting knowledge. He's imparting most of the times propaganda. We don't want our minds short-circuited. We don't want to be dominated by this TV picture, fake knowledge. Okay, so be the CEO of your own body, please. Listen to shows like this. Uh, and even question what I say. It's because the experts are nothing if not certain about what, if anything, you should know and when, if ever, you should know it. And by all indications, that's not likely to change soon, huh? As Kamala says, it's time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. I'll let you figure that out for yourself. Okay, so just how are we going to fortify our body against upper respiratory tract infections? They're going to occur, right? What do we do? Well, one thing is rest, huh? We'll get into that. Into that excuse me. First thing I'm going to ask you to do is make sure you maximize your melatonin levels. Because melatonin is, you're, you're, I hope you're not surprised to know that it is an immune supporting hormone. Why is it? Why do I say that? Well, you know, it's been used as part of the protocol on COVID patients to boost their immunity. Dr. Sinatra says you can go up to 80 milligrams safely. I, I learned a lot from uh, listening to Dr. Steven Sinatra, an interventional cardiologist who uses both allopathic and natural methods to treat his, his clients. So melatonin, it's a powerful antioxidant, it's a powerful anti-inflammatory. And as uh, most hormones, they, it decreases with age. So, you know, it, it did become popular in helping people sleep. But, you know, if you're watching television or looking at a computer screen or your phone screen and that blue light is hitting your eyes, it's going to decrease your melatonin. Even small amount of lights coming through gaps in your window blinds 
and around your bedroom doors can affect melatonin levels. If you get up at night and open the refrigerator door, that will affect your melatonin light, the, the melatonin level, the light from your refrigerator. But for today, melatonin protects against acute lung injury and acute respiratory distress syndrome. Now, granted, most of this research was done in mice. But they are using melatonin in humans as part of the COVID protocol. And if you don't have enough melatonin, and if you expose yourself to too much blue light, you're not going to get a good quality sleep. You're not going to get restorative sleep. And remember, R-E-S-T, rest, rest sleep. Okay, it's related to melatonin levels. And low levels can impair your sleep. But then if you don't get enough sleep, you have impaired immunity. And if you have impaired immunity, you have an increased risk of getting a cold, an upper respiratory infection. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you, your spouse or your significant other is snoring a lot and having trouble breathing and they have sleep apnea, that has to be treated because it not only impairs sleep, but it can enter your immunity, but weakens your lungs. Okay. So if you have periods of interrupted breathing while you sleep, it needs to be addressed. Your throat muscles can relax during that time and actually block your airway. So if you're, you know, you have that and you're overweight or you have diabetes, you have to look into that. You have to go to a sleep specialist. So you don't want a lot of blue light at night. You want to use blue blocking uh, light lenses. You want to turn off your screens. And you want to take melatonin. And as always, our lifestyle, our diet, what we eat, who we hang around with, all influences our immunity, but we have to eat a nice, well balanced diet and certain nutrients are really critical for respiratory health. And we've told you about these during the pandemic that includes zinc, vitamin D3, vitamin C and vitamin A. Zinc is really important in our immunity. And as you get older, you are deficient in zinc. We know that people, elderly people who are deficient in zinc have an increased risk of pneumonia. We know that elderly people who are deficient in vitamin D have an increased incidence of pneumonia. And I'm sure most of you know that they have zinc lozenges and all that they promote for the common cold because it reduces the duration of the cold. I guess of the vitamins, a lot of people don't know that vitamin A has been recommended during the COVID. Okay, because it's an important vitamin for immune function. And vitamin K, but not regular K, K2 is an important nutrient when you have viral infections. Okay, because it bounces out that, that vitamin D that you take and stops it from forming a, a Calcium deposits. 
and controlling your weight. Well, that's really important for respiratory infections. You know, this is probably the only country, or maybe the world is getting that way now, where people are overfed and undernourished. You know, we have, we're carrying around excess weight, but we're not nourished because of our SAD, our standard American diet, our Western diet that has processed foods and sugar, unhealthy fats, BPA, endocrine disruptors. We don't need enough fruit and vegetables. We don't drink enough water. Overfed and undernourished. And we have to pay attention to our gut microbiome. For years now, I've been, I told you about Megaspore, my favorite, but there's other probiotics. I like it because it's it, the Megaspore products survives the stomach acid. And we've talked to you, if you're on a proton pump inhibitor, you're taking antibiotics, or you sleep with your, uh, your phone near your body, you're going to disrupt your, what? Your microbiome of your gut. And what's in your gut? 80% of your immune function. So sure, you're going to have less immune function. You're going to get sick. You're going to get respiratory infections. So we don't want to eat those high sugar and fat diets. We don't want to take antibiotics indiscriminately to prevent something that may never happen. If you have a viral infection and the doctor says, well, I'll give you some antibiotics so you don't get a bacterial infection, walk away. Try and, and not eat food that is treated with antibiotics. Gen genetically modified food, try and stay away from that. Because generally, the healthier you keep your gut, the healthier you're going to be. And try and limit your exposure to toxins. Environmental toxins, we've been talking about this the last shows we've been doing, including the microplastics, they can modify your immunity. You know, this BPA we talked about, it's found in the linings of canned food, some, some sealants that the dentists use have it. And I told you about cash register receipts. If you, you touch a, one with damp fingers, that's going to get absorbed into your system. It can cause endocrine disruption and inflammation and therefore decreased immunity and susceptibility to infection and stress. Now, I'll tell you what, during these times, how the heck do you stay away from stress? But we have to find personal time and find a way to uh, handle it. If it's going for a walk, learn how to breathe properly, take a yoga class. But, you know, stress will kill. Hans Selye, 100 years ago, said, you know, a lot of stress, you're going to leave, you have a lot of calcium deposits. You're going to get very stiff. It's also going to make you sick. So lots of clean water. Stay hydrated. Take your supplements. 
And remember, ladies and gentlemen, no deaths from vitamins based on the supplement safety database, America's largest database, this 37th annual report from the American Association of Poison Control Centers shows zero deaths from any vitamins. Tell your healthcare provider about that if he says, oh, you're just wasting it, wasting your money. So we're going to have our overall health. We want to keep overall healthy, right? Mind, body, spirit. And of course, we uh, don't know. I don't want to go too much longer, but I, we want to talk about our hormones and hormone th- uh, therapies that can strengthen our immune resistance. And it goes back to what I've been telling you. We don't want normal blood tests. I don't want your healthcare providers saying, you know, you're, you're 75 years old, your, your blood tests are normal for your age. Baloney. I want them normal for a 35 year old. Who says that I have to have the blood studies of an old person? I want to have the blood studies of a young person. Okay. So we'll talk about that. So I hope you, uh, learn something today to, to try and be the CEO of your own body. We're going to just put in here my email, docronradio at gmail.com. You know, if you have an idea for a show, you know, I've had over 430, close to 460 really, but 430 got documented. And uh, if you have an idea for me to, to present, just drop me a line. I'd appreciate it. And remember, the, the program is carried on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, iTunes Radio, Spotify, uh, Blueberry. I can't remember them all. Almost about any place that has podcasts, you'll find Dr. Ron. Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, and I do have an attitude of gratitude that you turned tuned in today. And uh, Freddie Cooper uh, will take us home. Thank you, everybody. Hey, everybody! Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week. When the doctor is in the house Or when the doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you Sure, he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, Call the doctor 
Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house See you next week